pause, renew, next. A podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and I am so happy about today's podcast episode because I didn't get to just interview one of my friends. I got to interview two, so it was double fun. In today's podcast episode, you'll hear from Nate and Joni Horn, who are the directors of a Christian camp and retreat center called Valley Haven. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to announce that PRN now has a newsletter. Joining the newsletter may be an easy way to keep track of what PRN is up to, any new podcasts or blogs that have come out. You can sign up for that by going to my website, pauserenewnext.com, and there's a sign-up form at the bottom of the page. That is an email newsletter that will come out about once a month. Okay, Nate and Joni are super fun people, which I think you're going to pick up pretty quickly on today's podcast episode. They're pranksters, but more than that, they love Jesus like crazy. I'm serious when I say that I really don't think I've ever hung out with them that they didn't talk about Jesus, for real. And I love that so much. It was really fun to get to sit down and talk to them about what directing a camp is like some of their hopes and dreams, some of the challenges the Lord has brought them through, and also to hear some of their story as a couple as well. I think that you are really going to get a lot out of this. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Well, friends, I am really excited to have two friends with me here today instead of just one, Joni and Nate. And now, Nate, you are privileged because you are the second guy to ever be on my podcast, so you yes. are making some history. Welcome, guys. Hey. Excited to be here. Um, I, I definitely put myself second after your awesome husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to introduce yourselves for a minute? I'm Dummy Horn. We have two kids. Uh, they're boys, seven and nine, um, and we've been married for 16 years. Yeah, uh, my name is Nate Horn, and uh, this lovely lady sitting next to me is my bride of 16 years, and we do have a third grader and a first grader, and they are just uh, some of the absolute joys of our life, and um, yeah, it's been 16 great years, and we have been, um, I, we've had the privilege of doing uh, a ministry and actually getting to work together for the past six years, so we have a, a, a really fun adventure going on together. So now, can you guys talk about how you met? We would love to. So, um, we both went to Appalachian State. Go Mountaineers! Um, and uh, we were in very similar Christian circles, you know, where you just you run into people through InterVarsity, Crusade, different church groups up there. Um, so, we were very familiar with one another, but we um, were not hangout buddies, by all means. Um, you want to take the story from there, babe? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we we knew each other, and we we had uh, I had gazed at her from across the way, but uh, yeah, she had uh, she had been graduated. You were what two years out, right? It's and two years so out. she was she was working, and we were all hanging out one night at a Mellow Mushroom, which if you're familiar with the Appalachian campus, used to be down on King Street, um, or I'm sorry, actually River Street. Now they've moved it to King Street, and so we were at the old location, and. Um, yeah, there were probably, what, eight to ten of us sitting at an outdoor picnic table, and I thought she was just incredibly cute and just had so much adventure and sparkle to her, and I was just determined to get her number, and I was sitting next to one of her best friends, and I decided that I could play a prank on her 
and uh, but it would it would enable me to also get her uh, her digits. So I asked her <laughs> friend for her telephone number, and then I actually uh, I actually made a prank phone call to her uh, from the table. And uh, I had no idea who I was talking to, but I was for sure that he needed to leave me alone <laughs> and uh, all this stuff. But it, it wasn't. It ended up being, you know, my future husband. And he was just playing this silly prank on me. And the whole table was laughing because they were in on it except for me. So I yeah. would say, you know, from there, uh, the great thing was that I ended up with her phone number. And so on the way home that night, I was on Highway 105 and called her up and found out that we both had just a real love for studying um, the biblical languages. And so we were talking about different Greek that we had been learning, which is kind of nerdy, but was really fun. And we also both loved hiking. And so from there, we just we just started having phone conversations. And we actually ended up spending a whole lot of time just getting to know each other and hanging out, driving the parkway, listening to worship music, and... Um, Looking at beautiful mountains up uh, up in the Appalachian area. That's so fun. Okay, so you two, part of the reason I wanted to have you on today, besides the fact that I just like you and you're fun, is that you run a children's camp. But, I mean, there's more to it than that. It's like a retreat center, all the things. I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, can you tell the story of how the Lord led you to take on leadership at a Christian camp and retreat center? Like, how did that come about? Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of layers to that, and, and Joni could really provide a lot of the history to it uh, if you want to tag on there too, Joni. Uh, Joni's grandfather actually started the, the camp ministry, and it was called Parson of the Hills because he was the parson. And, and I'll let her fill in that because she she grew up in that. But as far as our piece of, of being led to be involved with it, I think it's it's always been something that's been in the background from the day that we met. We knew it was a, a possibility, a strong possibility that we might come up this way to serve. And I think that Joni, having grown up in, in camp ministry and seeing all that the Lord did, especially with underserved and, and unreached um, kids and families, it was a real passion for her. And for me, um, you know, I, I ended up in seminary down in in Charlotte. And I think the, the, the desire in my heart was really to go anywhere, but wherever we landed, I just really needed and wanted to know that it was where we were called. Because, you know, wherever we're called, I just, you know, I knew there were going to be difficulties and trials. And I just felt like it was important to be able to fall back on a sense of calling to know, hey, you know, the Lord's going to be faithful here, even when it's difficult. And and we're reminded of our sense of calling. And so for us, I guess the kind of the nutshell version would be um, uh, we had moved from Appalachian State down to uh, Charlotte. And I attended uh, Gordon-Conwell Seminary down there, got a Master's of Divinity, um, did youth ministry for a while. And then had gotten into um, uh, managing a property management company down in the, um, uh, actually in South North Carolina. And we, Joni and I both just felt a stirring during that season of our life that uh, the Lord was just calling us back to sort of a vocational sense of ministry. And as we prayed about it, uh, this opportunity to come and to serve at the camp um, opened up. And so from there, we, uh, from there, we ended up uh, moving up. We felt really led to move up, but we, she was probably more sure maybe at that point. I still wanted to just really sense confirmation from the Lord. And after we moved up and, and, and began serving at the ministry, I would say probably every week out there was just a growing sense of, wow, the Lord Jesus is going to do something in this place and in this community, and I don't want to be anywhere but right here. And with that was a sense of, uh, this is going to be difficult, um, 
this is this is not going to be easy and God's not going to give us the entire blueprint right now. It's going to be a step at a time. Uh, and I think part of our story too was, was some of the confirmation for me came when other things that maybe it, I had previously longed to do, um, like, like pastoring, you know, there's an opportunity to pastor in, in Virginia that came up or to, to pastor in local areas. And at one point to, to plant a church where things we were really passionate about when those doors opened up as, as attractive as they were, it was just a resounding no to that and a resounding yes from the Lord in our heart as we prayed that even though it was difficult even making ends meet at the camp, that this is where we were to be. And we didn't know exactly what was going to unfold, but the Lord was bringing his kingdom to bear there and, and there's nowhere else we wanted to be. So that's kind of the current, but I think Joni could probably share with you some of just the backdrop having grown up in, in you know, camp from the time she was born. You know, yes, and my grandfather did start the camp, and I grew up in camp and stuff. So it's always been, you know, a desire to get back to there, but I also have a desire to follow my husband, you know, and know um, that the Lord put us together as a partner. And so it was really important to me to lay those things down and to really let the Lord speak to my husband and to let me not get in the way and me be the voice of Jesus to him. You know, and to really trust what the Lord would come from that. And I think in that, you know, uh, the things that the Lord really, really began to speak to my heart was this is not about your kingdom, Joni. It's about my kingdom. And that that's why I'm bringing, we're, I'm bringing you and Nate and, and your family to this camp because it's not about you being able to do all these things. I want my kingdom to advance and I'm putting you in place to do that. And so it was a, more of a submission to, okay, Lord, your way, not my way. Your will, not my will. So um, that's that's how that happened. Yeah, and, and I, I think, you know, without going into all the details, one of the things that, that, that I would just throw out there, um, with ministry, you know, I think there's a big lie out there that, like, you know, when things are easy, you know, that's a sign that God's really opening doors. But when things are hard, God's closing the door. And, and that's just, you know, that's just really just not true, and it's not biblical. Um, spent some time earlier this year in 2 Corinthians, and um, really, Paul's resume is his weakness. Paul's resume is the beatings and being stranded, uh, you know, out out at, <laughs> out on the waters on a raft, you know, and uh, uh, his, his resume is his weakness and God's power at work in his weakness. And so a lot of our story has been just... Um, it has been immensely difficult in, in just about every sphere of life. But in that, um, Jesus has continued to meet us, make himself very personal to us, has continued to, it has been his strength. And he's made it abundantly clear, like Joni said, that this isn't our kingdom. But along with that, since it's not our kingdom and it's his kingdom, it's going to take his power and his resources to accomplish the things that we simply can't. Our role is to enjoy him, be enjoyed by him be faithful to him and to, um, to, to, to take the steps he calls us to take and watch him provide things that we simply cannot do. And in that he gets all the glory. He's the hero. Um, he's, he, he's the king. And, and that's, that's pretty awesome to be able to step back and say that. Yeah. So for listeners who may not know about Valley Haven, do you want to share a little bit about the camp and what you guys do there, what you provide? Sure. So, um, Valley Haven camp is, um, an extension of the Parson of the Hills Ministry, which my grandfather started, which is a camp for underprivileged, um, underserved, unnoticed, 
kids. We'll just, you know, that um, range from the age of, let's say, nine to, you know, beginning of high school. And so they come to camp for free because um, they are sponsored and they get to have fun. They get to be loved on. They get to have their story heard. They get to um, hear about Jesus. And that is, you know, just our awesome honors to tell them about Jesus. And then, you know, during the year, we um, operate as a retreat center for other churches and groups that come out. And, uh, you know, Nate and I are available to partner with them, you know, if it's to help do games, cook, plan their activities. And so it's a, it's just a partnership that we like to do with the community and the community churches. Um, and just for, you know, people to come in and enjoy the space the Lord has provided. Mm-hmm. Fun fact for the listeners. When I was 20, I was actually a camp counselor at this camp, which is hilarious to me now the way the Lord works because <laughs> at the time I lived in Georgia and it was like kind of random that I would end up in North Carolina. And then later, what, like 15, 16, 17 years later, I hang out with you guys who now run the camp. It's so fun. But then it was called Camp Joy. So is it still yes. called that or has it changed names or... So, Parson of the Hills, her, Joni's grandfather was the, the Parson of the Hills and just had an amazing evangelistic ministry and preaching ministry in the Appalachian regions of, of our state and even beyond and into other states. And so, Camp Joy became the place where the children that, uh, you know, were, were part of that ministry could come for free camp gotcha. during the summer. And so, that was Camp Joy. And then, Joni's dad, actually, um, in the late 80s, moved the camp location, the old camp actually off of Springs Road in Hickory, um, uh, had a fire. And so uh, shortly after that, in the late 80s, her dad started to build um, Valley Haven Camp and Retreat Center out where we are, which is kind of on the edge of Hickory and Vale. And so um, so it, it, it at one point was kind of Parson of the Hills, Valley Haven, and Camp Joy. And I think just for clarity's sake, we, we really just kind of centered in on the fact that it, we're Valley Haven Camp and Retreat Center, but we still have the same heart. Yeah. which has been there all along, which is really, we want to bring, like Joni said, we want to we want to uh, see gospel change in the lives of underserved youth and families, you know, and and, um, and that's exciting. So it's it's very much got the same heart, and but we've consolidated for simplicity's sake down to one name. It's easier for everyone. That's probably smart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I was going to ask you guys about some of the challenges that you've experienced, which you kind of have talked about, and I really appreciate what you said about Paul and about boasting on our weaknesses, because you're exactly right. I think especially on social media, people can think that ministry is all about, if you're doing really well, then the Lord's blessing it, and that's not always the case. I don't think scripturally there's anything to do with that. And so I'm thinking about our areas had a lot of rain and floods over the last few years and how you guys have had to redo structures over and over again because of that. So I know that that has been a problem. But what are some of the, yeah, what are some of the blessings that you guys have experienced or what are the um, rewards maybe that you noticed? Sure. Um, I think um, some of the greatest rewards is, first of all, seeing kids accept Jesus in their heart and then wanting to get baptized in the creek on the property. And those are joys that just continually give. That's a life forever that's mm-hmm. changed. Um, you know, relationships, you know, that you see from uh, friendships to marriages that come out there that just seem to become get restored, you know, just from, you know, walking with people through their journey of, of life and praying with them. 
you know, just the blessing of the Lord just providing when we can't provide or he just does something when we honestly haven't even asked him yet. And it just shows us how the Lord is always in control and how he um, knows our need before we ever ask him and that he is a good God like that. And we can trust him with that. And so those are some neat things. You know, I think back to my grandfather and, you know, I remember one of the funny stories with him is, you know, he needed some oranges and he wanted some oranges to give all these camp kids. And let me just tell you, he was like, confident the Lord would just somehow provide, I'm talking hundreds of oranges, right? And uh, sure enough, there was a truck that just comes down the road, you know, and says, I'm here to give you some oranges. So the Lord clearly directed someone to do that. And, you know, even recently. That's like George Mueller. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> and even recently with us, you know, we have had, you know, we wanted uh, our kids to have some Bibles for, uh, for, camp to take home to have their own personal bibles and sure enough sure enough the lord just brings somebody we had never met before and just puts it on their heart and and gives us 80 bibles and we i mean so the lord is just those are the blessings that you see that again it's not about us it's about him but also that he he delights in his children to to let us see his good and gracious gifts from above Mm -hmm. so that's really neat yeah i think that that has been one of the the big blessings is Stepping back and just seeing his um, his provision, and it's a reminder of in those moments, especially like like you mentioned, Johnny, with the person who gave the the Bibles the other night. It, it really came out of the blue. It was a it was a stranger off of Facebook Marketplace that was actually coming to buy a piece of equipment that we were selling off of the camp, and they called us up at ten o'clock that night because they had heard the story of camp and just said, "Hey, you know those eighty Bibles? We we just want to provide them." And you know it was just something that we couldn't have orchestrated, and it was just clearly the Lord and such a such a blessing um but yeah seeing the uh seeing kids and adults come to christ is just absolutely amazing and i, I think you know the, re- the retreat arm of the camp um we we serve a lot of local uh local churches and we serve uh, just a, a real different variety of um of churches um but uh oftentimes they're coming from underserved backgrounds and so especially in this this past year where everybody's been kind of dealing with the the fallout of the pandemic there's been different difficulties. And so we get stories like um, there, there's a, a ministry partner of ours, a church um, uh, here locally that they came out and the pastor and his wife were weeping on a Sunday at the end of the retreat. And I was just like, brother, what, you know, what's going on? Is everything okay? And and they were weeping because there were three couples that had come out to the retreat that weekend. And when they showed up, well, there, there was a whole church that came out, but these three couples that came out, I, I guess maybe the strain of the pandemic paired with some additional difficulties that they had been dealing with they uh, they arrived at the retreat on friday and they told the pastor and his wife they said you know we're, we've decided to leave each other and there's nothing you can do about that we're we're done and this pastor and his wife had been staying up all night every night on the retreat not sleeping they had been praying and fasting and at the end of the retreat on uh sunday he was in tears because every one of those three couples stood up and said we have been so convicted of our own personal areas where we need to repent as a as a husband or a wife we are recommitted to our covenant we know it's going to be uh, we have a road ahead of us we know we have some some uh, walking this out to do but we're committed and we're leaving here um, trusting the lord to to restore and make healthy what 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 was broken and, and he was just weeping and so those sort of stories are um they're they're just we hear them all the time and it's a constant reminder of of 
The Lord's just doing amazing things, whether it be bringing people to faith in Christ, healing marriages, or just giving place of, people a, a place of rest and comfort where they can really personally get a sense of restoration and, and encouragement and refueling in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. What is your vision or your hope for Valley Haven? Yeah, so uh, that's super exciting. And Joni always brings me down to earth there because I can kind of like get out on the clouds with vision. And so she helps challenge me <laughs> to get super. No, it's really wonderful, actually. She, she's really practical and helps me kind of make things more uh, on practical terms. So, so I would say, and honey, you helped me here uh, with that too. But I, I would say that it's really we desire and we feel what the Lord's put on our heart is we want to see the gospel change lives of families and children, particularly those from underserved and under unnoticed areas here in the Catawba Valley region. And so there's a, there's a couple ways that, that we want to do that. One is certainly through continuing to serve the, the local churches and ministries that we're, we're partnered with. We love that. We love supporting them, and a lot of them face difficulties, and so the, the camp even provides an, an anonymous place for a lot of people in ministry leadership to come out and to share with Joni and I, and we get to pray and and be a, a source of confidence for them to encourage them in their walk um, because uh, ministry can be really lonely and really difficult at times. Uh, but the other arm I think that we're, we're particularly excited about is we really want to serve underserved and unnoticed, even at-risk youth in our area. As we've been here, the stories that we have kept hearing over the past several years have been so heartbreaking and convicting of the number of kids in our area, and I'm sure in a lot of your listeners' areas where um, kids have had to be adopted by mom, uh, by grandma and grandpa because mom and dad are incarcerated. A lot of times it's because of um, uh, drug issues. Mm-hmm. It may be because of domestic issues. Um, and then through some uh, relationships that we've built within the school community, we, we've heard also just the, the strain on families and the amount of poverty in this area. That there are so many hurting kids and that's been confirmed too we have we have several friends now that, that work at the local sheriff's department and they'll tell us also this region is just it's hurting it's really really hurting and so with that uh you know over the past couple of years this may go i'll go slightly off topic and then come back to the vision piece as we were sitting there and we were we were getting the chance to minister and preach and teach with with youth groups that were coming in it was just wonderful because let's let's say uh, i'll invent a church here it's new hope baptist from uh uh, from Maiden, and let's say they come in, and we get to share with with their uh, their youth group, and that's wonderful. But the the thing that hit us was we want to keep ministering to these kids. But what about the kids that are right across the street and right here in this area that don't have a mom and dad to encourage them to go to camp? They don't have a youth pastor to cheer them on, and even if they did, they wouldn't have the resources to get to camp. Um, and we just believe that that camp experience provides a, a really, it's a vital resources for kids to hear the gospel message and to come to know Christ. And so for that reason, we, uh, we have really uh, dived, is that the right verb tense, <laughs> into, um, into uh, the, the, uh, the sponsored camps. And so we've seen so many community partners here, whether it's businesses or individuals, rally around this. And we were able to fundraise for 80 kids. 80 kids to be sponsored. Um, we have one week of uh, elementary school camp, and the next week is going to be um, a middle school camp. And these are kids that have all, they're, they're coming cost-free. They're going to eat awesome. They're going to play and laugh like crazy. And they're going to hear about the, the crazy, insane love of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel. And so I think vision-wise, to get to your question, what we really want to see, we want to see that aspect of the ministry get built out um, to where it's no longer just a two-week program 
but that's something that's um, that's something that's going on all summer long. And so with that, I think that somewhere along the way, we're going to have to actually expand the physical campus so that we can continue to serve the church partners that are bringing in their youth groups, but we're also able to serve underserved kids that don't have and need those opportunities. Okay, so because you guys run a kids camp, I want to know, did you go to camp as a kid? And if so, what was your favorite thing about it? So yes, I went to kid, camp as a kid because I was there all the time with um, my mom and dad and um, everyone. And so I was kind of like the camp kid in everybody's group the whole summer, you know, and it was so much fun. I loved the art. I loved doing like um, skits. Skits were so much fun to me. Dressing up in props and stuff like that, and making people laugh. Um, and then I also, you know, when I went to college, well, before college, I went and worked at some camps in Virginia and in Murphy, North Carolina. Um, and so I just, you know, I've, I've been around camp since the beginning. Uh, I went to some camps. I, I kind of did the traditional camps. And then I, I was part of a, a few different youth groups that we did like youth retreats. And so I did those, but I definitely didn't have the uh, extensive camp experience that Joni did. So a lot of times I'm, I'm checking in with her because it's, it was really a, you know, a way of life for her. Yeah. Yeah, I managed to miss all of that, and then I was a camp counselor all the way through college, so it's like I did the reverse order of camp. <laughs> so while we're talking about fun stuff, do you guys want to share a fun fact about yourselves? Sure, I'd love to. So There's um, so many fun facts about Joni. We could be here all day. <laughs> so a fun fact about me is I love going to bluegrass festivals. Like, I just love bluegrass festivals, and then I absolutely hate birds. Like, I hate birds. Why don't you tell, like, don't you every tell bird. her, like, her like listeners every bird. a little bit more about your pure hatred of birds? So, I think I'm just terrified <laughs> of birds, like, all sizes, and I run from them, and they scare me, and um, that's the fun fact about that. But We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. We are, we are laughing with you. We are, we are. That is my fun fact. Yeah, uh, my fun fact is that I have a wife who's terrified of birds. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, fun facts. I, I don't know. I, um, you know, I, I love movies and I love doing backyard games. Like I could do, I could just sit and play cornhole or volleyball or just fun, chill games like that and, and just hang out with friends a lot. And, and probably one of the funnest, wildest things I got to do was while I was up at App State, uh, me and one of my buddies had gotten really into snowboarding, and we had a crazy big snow up there. And when it snows super big, uh, they'll actually shut the roads down for a while. And so we all I had really gotten into off-roading, so we took our off-roading vehicles out because, you know, that's super wise, and everyone in, at college age is always making wise decisions. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we drove up to the top of, like, the... the, the, the of, right? we went Yeah, we went up to the top of um, uh, Howard's Knob, I believe it was, up above King Street. Uh, and we snowboarded all the way down by the road lights, all the way down to King Street in the middle of the night. And we went up on like the highways and snowboarded down the highways. And uh, Nick Anderson, me and Nick Anderson did. It was it was so much fun. Not a single car out there, but as soon as a snow plow showed up, we were out of there. <laughs> Thus, you're here today to talk to us. <laughs> I'm here today and not smashed up against uh, the shovel of a snow plow. Uh, so on all my podcast episodes, I like to talk to my guests about what is a favorite scripture passage of yours or one that the Lord's using in your life right now. So I don't know if you both have one or if you have one as a couple you want to share. Um, sure. I think one that uh, I've kind of 
held close by, meditated on for a few months now, has been um, Psalm 107, where it says, um, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. And just just continuing to give thanks to the Lord for things. You know, you look at the Israelites, and they had to set up Ebenezer's to remember what the Lord did to give him thanks. You know, he delivered them from things, and the Red Sea, and, you know, the Egyptians, and, you know, Pharaoh let them go. Um, but, you know, so those things are just such a reminder with this verse to me, you know, like as long as I'm giving thanks to the Lord, I remember that he's good because the world is not easy. The world is hard. It is negative. It is depressing at times, especially during the pandemic. And, you know, it's hard to remember that God is good in those things. But when you give thanks, you remember how good he is. So that's just something that I've continued to cling to so that I reminded of all the good things he does do despite what the world in the present evil age seems to be going crazy with you know mm-hmm. i think i've really been impacted for the past you know six years or so of just um just the message of christ crucified being the main theme of scripture genesis to revelation and so for me um i was really struck again by by paul's words i think it's first corinthians 2 maybe off on that but he talks about really his his whole model of ministry, and it's quite simple. He says, look, I came with fear and trembling. I didn't want people to rest on my words of wisdom. I didn't want to use fancy, eloquent speech. And I only had one message, and it was this, Christ crucified, so that their faith wouldn't rest on me and anything fancy about me or smoke or any of that, just just Jesus. And he said and, and so that their, their, their faith would really rest on the power of the Spirit. And so I'm just, it, it, it really blows my mind that that's the message of scripture genesis to revelation and that you know when paul's preaching a sermon series out of deuteronomy he's preaching christ crucified we need a substitute who a perfect substitute who can stand in our place who would love us that much and would be willing to give to us the approval that he deserved having taken the the punishment that we deserve and i i think um that sounds very theological but when when the love of that when the immense love of that just soaks down into our hearts, I mean that is that is just life reorienting and and changing. It 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 just it it, it truly blows my mind. I I just continue to just stand with my mouth wide open at scripture. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I absolutely love about the two of you is that anytime we hang out, whether it just be with you, Joni, or whether it be with both of you, I mean Jesus comes up about every other word the whole time and (laughs) it's like y'all are preaching the gospel everywhere you go and not just on this podcast friends but like in real life they're the same way and and I think that Jesus is very real in your ministry and in your personal lives and so I appreciate that so much I think that's awesome um I always say I think that's awesome I gotta come up with another catchphrase it's great I think you should that's so encouraging I think that's dope no I think that's (laughs) Dope, but let's put that on the DL. Just gonna, <laughs> just gonna listen to that. Like, Jenny, Jenny from Beverly Hills, I love it. Let's keep it on the DL. Uh, so, you guys, if people listening want to know more about camp or how they can support or how they can come alongside you, where are the places that they can go, and how can they like learn more about you? Sure. So, um, we'll tag team on this one, but. Um, Again, just, you know, getting involved with, with um, the ministry. First, just starting by looking it up, you know, valleyhavencamp.com. And then we're on Facebook. And just, you know, know who we are. Give us a call. Come out. 
you know, I'm sure that God is giving each person a gift that they could even use there. If it's, hey, come sing for the camp this summer, you know, for worship, or if it's, you know, hey, I've got, you know, I'm good at fixing roads. Well, our roads get washed away a bunch because we have two creeks, you know. <laughs> so those types of things, we, we would love to have conversations with you because there's there's so many ways to get involved, and I'll let Nate talk about that. But, yeah, check us out at valleyhavencamp.com. Yeah, I think Jolene covered it really well. We we do have a 175-acre camp, and when I say we have, it's a nonprofit that we, we're just stewards of it. Um, and, and, and taking care of that property is is a challenge. Um, we have uh, 12 buildings, a total, total of 21 structures out there, um, lots of fields to mow, and we do have two very active creeks. And so, uh, you know, we've been experiencing some back-breaking uh, camp shifting uh, floods, uh, usually two a year um, here lately. And so if you look on our Facebook page, you can actually see some videos of that where the floodwaters have come over the bridge. So there's always a property need, whether you want to come out and help mow or weed eat. Or if you're good with a chainsaw and want to clear some stuff, if you know somebody who has a motor grader and would like to come out and help grade our road, we've got potholes out there. And um, being a nonprofit, uh, we just weren't able to afford the price that they quoted us to uh, motor grade that road. If, if you uh, have construction expertise and, and just want to come build for an afternoon, that's super. If you've got kids that want to come pile up sticks, if you are a worship leader locally and you'd love to come and just um, share your gift by leading worship for the kids one night at camp, that'd be super. Um, there are so many ways to get you'd involved. You like to cook cookies, bring cookies Absolutely, for the kids. absolutely. You know, we talked with someone recently who they have a, a bakery in town and they were talking about maybe bringing down some ki- uh, some cookies and doing cookie decorating with the kids uh, one week. And, and that would just be super so I think it's really thinking what what are people's gifts and 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 talents that the Lord's given them and, and how they can be used and involved because our heart is Joni and I don't want to be the the stars of camp. We want we want to see the kids that are coming to camp and those that are at camp see a community that's just infatuated with Jesus and uh, uh, we want them to see community resources. So many people that are cheering for them. And I'll throw out there, hey, because I'm not afraid to do the, the big ask. As we're expanding, I know that sometimes there are people out there that have connections to grants and all sorts of stuff. We are going to need to expand the camp because right now we've got more kids that want to come to camp than we have space. So if you've got somebody out there that they're saying, hey, I'm attached to a construction company, and we it'd be real easy for us to come out there and we could build a cabin for you guys. I know for some people that's actually not a long shot, and um, I know that's how the Lord provides sometimes. So that's we, we've got a another side of the creek that we want to develop because that means more kids that get to come to camp. So uh, I'll throw it out there because you never know who's listening and what uh, what resources they might have access to. Yeah. And if people want to donate, is there a donate button? Yeah. So if you if you do, like Joni said, um, uh, www.valleyhavencamp.com, there is a donate button. Uh, there's also the camp address uh, where they can mail a check uh, to the camp. And I would say one thing, too, is all of the contact information on the camp, whether it's email, Facebook, or phone, it all comes directly to us. There's not a middle person. So uh, we would love it if you just reach out and talk to us because we, we're, we're really about ministry partnerships. We're, we're not wanting people to just feel like they write a check and, and that's it. Like we, we want people to feel like there's a relationship there and that they're really seeing fruit um, and knowing how their, their gifts are impacting people for the gospel. So give us a call, and we'd, we'd love to talk with you. Very cool. Well, you two, is there anything that you wanted to say that I didn't give you a chance to? 
don't think so. This has been great, Jimmy. Yeah, it's it's super super kind of you to let us come here and and enjoy your couch and, and enjoy your <laughs> office space and, and get to talk about Jesus Camp and just to hang out as friends. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure and a joy. Thank you so much. Joni and Nate, thank you so much for being on today's podcast episode. It was super fun to hang out and to get to talk and hear some of your hopes and dreams and what the Lord's up to in your lives and in your ministry. Friends, if you want to help out with their ministry and you're local, you can definitely give them a call or email and check out ways that you can be a part of what they're doing this summer. If you're not local and you want to support them, you can always be praying for them. I'm sure that they would love your support in that way. You can also check out more about their ministry at valleyhavencamp.com and you can always donate to their ministry as well. You guys, personally, this was really sweet for me because I was a camp counselor there many, many years ago, long before I knew Joni and Nate. So it's really fun to see how the Lord works our lives back around into places that we've been and new experiences all mixed into one. Super fun. Well, friends, if you want to support PRN, You can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash pause. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash pause, where you can donate to this ministry as well. It helps cover some of the overhead costs that are associated with podcasting. You can follow me on social media at Pause Renew Next on Instagram or Twitter, or you can go to the Facebook page for Pause Renew Next as well. I'd love to have you join the community. Well, that is all for today's podcast episode. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, the podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus.